Hello fellow brethren and welcome to the Faith Encounter service from the Kodesh Family Church University City, Philadelphia. The message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message of Pastor Daniel Ofosu, a beloved son of Bishop Dagwood Mills. Open up your heart, listen with faith and allow the word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life. Happy listening. you know it, just sing along with me. Oh, be my anthem Oh, when the world has fallen You stand beside me Give me a song Jesus, I need you every moment. I need you in this grace, but Lord, I sing your praise forever. Beautiful. Be 
behind me your loving kindness has never failed me Christ before me Christ behind me Amen Heavenly Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We thank you for bringing us together <clears throat> to fellowship with one another and to hear your word. We pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you speak to us this afternoon. May we leave, Lord, with an invitation. May your spirit communicate with our spirits and speak to us, Lord. Father, give us a word in season, a word that would encourage us and strengthen us and help us to continue in this journey that you have called us onto. We give you praise, Lord. We ask for the presence of the Holy Ghost to be here. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right. <clears throat> um, well, today, we are blessed once again to be in church and it's um it's always an important um time when we come together um in church because see, the bible says that we should not forsake the assembling of the brethren now there are things that make god happy or there are things that please god Recently, I was doing a Bible study, and I realized that, I mean, I could find, I, I, I personally listed almost, I mean, not less than, are we okay? Oh, moving forward, okay. Oh, there was something going on there. Okay. Great. So, I was saying that, um, the tsunami has moved here. Okay. I was saying that I, I, I could count many things. I, I actually identified many things that please God. You know? And I was surprised as I was going down the list, you know, trying to understand what it means to please God. How many people want to please God? Yeah, it's very important that we please God. I, real, I counted not less than maybe 13 or 14 things, you know, individual things in the Bible that God directly says pleases Him. Amen. You know, and I believe that anything that we are doing as Christians, we must have a spiritual, or should I say a scriptural backing, and a scriptural basis for doing it. Okay, so if you want to please God, or if you think you are doing something that is pleasing God, you should be able to find 
a scripture that confirms that indeed what you are doing is pleasing God. Otherwise, you are just making yourself happy. Yeah, it doesn't count. It's like buying a Valentine's Day present for somebody and you bought something that the person doesn't like. It doesn't count at all. If the person likes white shirts and you go and buy a black shirt or a pink shirt, it doesn't, it doesn't score you any points. Zero. Cost 90. Huh? It's a mulligan. Yeah. You see. So when we want to please God, we must make sure that we are doing the things that actually he says pleases him. And a few weeks ago, we were talking about faith, and we said that um, uh, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, uh, where it says that without faith it is impossible to please God, but he that cometh to God must believe that he is, he is God, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, that is just one example of the things that, or something that pleases God. Okay, faith pleases God. You know, um, but I don't want to go into all of that, but there are so many other things. Today I want to talk about something completely different. Um, I, I think it's actually, we are starting a new series. I want to start teaching on the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk about the voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay, today we're going to talk about recognizing the voice of the Holy Spirit or knowing the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. I have come to, personally, personally, I don't know about you, but personally, there are some subjects that I find a little bit um, difficult to understand. You know, I, I, not that they are difficult to understand, but I realize that a lot of people have difficulty understanding. Okay? Um, one of such things is the Holy Spirit. A lot of people don't understand the Holy Spirit or what it, what it does, what it means, how it works. I mean, there's a lot of spookiness when it comes to the Holy Spirit, especially when you say Holy Ghost. It's like it changes the whole thing. You see. So it's one of those things. Another thing is uh, blessings and curses. Blessings and curses. Many, many of us don't understand how you get blessed, why you get blessed, why people are cursed, whether they are even cursed, whether curses even exist. You understand? It's a very mysterious subject. It requires a lot of knowledge and understanding. Amen. You know, so I find, out, I find that there are some things that are a bit more difficult for people to understand. Another thing is tithing. Tithing. Why tithing? All these things are very simple to you. Okay. You know, why should people tithe? Is it scriptural? Is it not scriptural? Is it Old Testament? Is it New Testament? Yeah, if you tithe, will you be rich? What if you tithe and you are not rich? What if you have been tithing for many years and you are not rich? Are you cursed when you don't tithe? Or are you, so what about the people who are rich and they are not, they are not tithers? Yeah. Is tithing the same as charity, giving money to 
charity? Is it the same? What if you tied 5% and not 10%? What if you tied 20%? Do you get double your, your blessing? <laughs> so you see that there are a lot of uh, mysteries. You know, it's like, it's not very clear. Or you don't, it's difficult, it's a little difficult to understand. Or people generally, Christians actually, generally don't understand these subjects. <clears throat> Amen. You know, so I'm believing God that, I mean, this year we'll tackle some of these things. You know, we'll study about tithing, we'll study about curses and blessings and, and gain some knowledge and understanding so that we will not just be Christians in, in title, but we'll be Christians with knowledge. Yeah, because the Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. So we may be perishing if we do not obtain knowledge. We don't strive to get knowledge. We, we, we eventually will perish. But that will not be our story in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit and the voice of the Holy Spirit in particular. What does it mean or how do you identify the voice of the Holy Spirit? How many of you want to know about the Holy Spirit and identifying the voice of the Holy Spirit? Good. So let's start with um, a scripture in John chapter 16, verse 13. John chapter 16 and verse 13. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So this scripture is telling us about the Holy Spirit, and what the Holy Spirit does for us. It says that when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into the truth. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he will hear from God, that shall he speak. And he will show us things to come. Very powerful. So if you're a Christian and you don't have the Holy Spirit, or you cannot recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit, what is actually happening to you is that you are lacking guidance, you are, you, are, you are lacking the ability to hear from God and you, you don't have the ability to know what is going to come or what is ahead of you. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is very important as a Christian um, to have and to understand. You know, the, the Bible tells us or one of the primary reasons why we need Actually, an additional reason why we need the Holy Spirit, in addition to all of these things, you know, is that the Holy Spirit communicates the mind of God to us. Okay? Communicates what? The mind of God to us. One of the interesting things about Jesus Christ was that he was always in step with God when he was on earth. When he was a man and was on earth, he was always in step with God. He was always doing what God wanted him to do. And that is our example. You know, so God wants us, when God calls us, saves us and calls us, he, he, he's not just leaving us on earth to just do whatever. Okay, but he, he's cons consistently speaking. But how is he speaking? He's speaking through the Holy Spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit is always speaking. 24 hours a day, he's speaking. What is actually happening is that we are not hearing. Yeah, he's always speaking. Always speaking. It's like the radio. If there's a radio station on 99.7, uh, it's always there. If it's a 24-hour station, it's always there. But until you tune your, your, your radio to that network, you will never know. You will never hear what's going on. That is how the Holy Spirit is. He is always speaking, always there, always saying something. And it's up to us to recognize and hear his voice. Be able to identify that this is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And connect. Because if we want to know the mind of God, if we want to know the mind of God, we need to know the voice of God. You cannot know the mind of God without the voice of God. How many of you want to know the mind of God? What God's plan is? What God's will is? You need, you need it. I need it. As a church, we need it. We need to know what God's mind is concerning our church. Concerning our lives. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, it says that, Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. There was a certain mind that was in Christ Jesus. And Paul was telling the Philippians that, let that same mind be in you. How can that mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you? You need the voice of God and the Spirit of God to communicate that mind of God into you. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, it says that, um, for they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Is that? Yes. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Which also means that if you are not being led by the Spirit of God, in other words, if you cannot hear God's voice and God's voice is not directing you, you are not a son of God or a daughter of God. Hallelujah. So it's getting even deeper and more interesting why you need the voice of God in your life. Because it's like the voice of God in your life and the presence or the, the ability to hear that God is speaking and to hear what he's saying is what qualifies you as a child of God. Otherwise, you are not. You are something else. You're a sidekick. <laughs> you're not a real child. Yeah, you're not a real child. Hallelujah. So you see that God really wants us to hear his voice. And he has provided the means by which we hear him, which is the Holy Spirit. You see, Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says that for verse, verse 16, just two verses after that. The Spirit itself buried witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God, or the children of God. Hallelujah. The Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, it beareth witness with our spirit. So there's a certain communication between God's spirit and our spirit that confirms that you are a child of God. 
Now, without that communication between, you know, did you know that you are a spirit? You are not just flesh. You are not just flesh. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. What does it say? And I pray, can we go there? And I pray thee that First Thessalonians 5, 23, next verse. Next, uh, verse. <clears throat> and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it tells you that one, you are a spirit, two, soul, and body. Those are the three components of humanity. Three components. Man, say, let's say it together. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. Say it one more time. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. So, the scripture before this, what we were looking at in uh, Romans chapter 8, is telling us that you have a spirit. And it is your spirit that communicates with God's spirit. Your spirit has to communicate. Spirit communicates with spirit. Not spirit and flesh. Romans chapter 8, verse 8. Go, go up to verse 8. Let, let's see something there. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You see, if you are in the flesh, you cannot please God. Which means that you have to be in the spirit before you can please God. They that walk in the flesh, they cannot please God. If your, your life is led or is directed by your flesh, you cannot please God. You have to be a spiritual man. You have to be walking in the spirit if you want to please God. Hallelujah. So the point I was making was that our spirits connect with God's spirit. And that is what affirms or confirms that we are children of God. Spirit to spirit. Everyone say spirit to spirit. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching in the inward part of the belly. Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the body. Now, what it shows us here is that there is a spirit of man. So your spirit, which is inside of you, are, are, you, are you with me? Do you understand? Your spirit, which is inside of you, is God's candle. That is how he searches inside you and into the inward, inward parts of your belly. 
Yeah. So, the Holy Spirit does not replace your spirit. I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit, when God gives his spirit and the spirit of God comes upon you, it doesn't replace your spirit. It's not like your spirit departs and then Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost has entered you. No. Your, your spirit remains. You see, it's influenced by the spirit. We have a book like that. It's a sweet influence of the Holy Spirit. It's an influence. It's something that affects you. Yeah. So, when the Bible says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, it's saying that there's a certain connection between God's spirit and our spirit. A certain connection. There must be a certain connection between God's spirit and our spirit. That is how we begin to hear God's voice. <clears throat> Amen. So, if you, if you look at, um, we're looking at uh, Romans, right? Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. And it says that the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Okay. So that's the first thing that we want to understand, that it is God's Spirit or the Holy Spirit that when it connects with our spirit, it confirms that we are children of God. So we need that spirit and we need that confirmation. Ah, spirit to spirit. We need it. That is what guarantees you or ensures that, or, or, or qualifies you to say that you are a child of God. Otherwise, what is the basis of you saying that you are a child of God? Even yesterday, the things that God said you shouldn't do, you were doing. Yeah. How? How? What is the basis for you saying that you are a child of God? Because it's difficult for us. To obey <laughs> and to do everything that we are required to do. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. <clears throat> are, you, are you understanding what we are talking about? Okay. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 says that. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So we established in Romans chapter 8 verse 14 that they that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Correct? So if you are not being led by the spirit of God, you are not a child of God. Now, what we are saying here is that because we are sons of God or because we have established that we are being led by the Spirit of God, which qualifies us as sons of God or children of God, now God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son, which is the Holy Spirit, into your hearts. And that Spirit 
Christ, Abba Father, meaning it's Abba Father is like is the is the is the cry of a child to his parent or for his father. I don't know how you cried. I mean, you probably won't remember, but there's a certain type of cry that your once your parent hear or hears it, he knows that that's my child. Yeah. Even some of you, even without, let's not even go too far to children. Even now, 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 there are some. Vinnie has a certain voice when she, when she speaks in a certain way, he will understand. All of us will be in the room. None of us will understand what's going on. Only one person in the room will understand. Yeah, I'm not mentioning names. I'm not mentioning names. Yeah. You know. And certain quotes, certain things that can be said. Now, when they say certain things, you know that this is what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, I heard someone say that when I say I want to run, or I feel like running, it means something. <laughs> yeah. You might think that the person just wants to exercise. But it's not true. When the person says, I want to run, or I feel like going for a jog, it means something. Yeah. There's fire on the mountain. Run, run, run. There's a fire on the mountain. Run, run, run. There's a fire on the mountain. You see people running all around the place. You think it's just running. You think they just want you like to exercise. You are deceived. <laughs> Somebody. I'm not mentioning names. Huh? Chief, true or not true? True. Yeah. I didn't know it was a mystery to me. I discovered it recently. <clears throat> So, God sends the spirit of his son, the Holy Spirit, into our hearts. And that spirit cries, Abba, Father. So, it's like, once the spirit of God is in you, you begin to call out to God. You begin to speak to God. That is how you can connect with God. So, without the spirit of God, you cannot connect with him. So, that's why you must not treat the, the subject of the Holy Spirit as a spooky subject that you just put away. Or you, you limit the Holy Spirit to just speaking in tongues. It's like the only experience you have with the Holy Spirit is the speaking of tongues. It's like if there's no shabalabalaba in your life, there is no Holy Spirit in your life. That's a mistake. Because many times speaking in tongues, shabalabalabalabala, is a monotone conversation. You know what a monotone conversation is? You are speaking one way. There's no shabalaba coming in your direction. <laughs> you can't hear the voice of God. You are speaking, 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 speaking. What about God speaking? Can you hear God speaking? Yeah. So that cannot be the only and should not be the only experience of the Holy Spirit that you have. At all. Should not be. The Holy Spirit should be able to speak to you and you should be able to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. What the voice of God is saying. You should be able to identify the voice of God in your life. Because it is supposed to present to you the mind, the mind, the mind. 
of God for your life. And Jesus always heard what God was saying. All the time. He was always listening, waiting, hearing. Like, what is the Spirit of God saying? And many of the things that he did, he said that it is because God has, it's because the Spirit of God is with me. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he says that God has anointed me to preach. He didn't just get up and go and preach. The Spirit of God came upon him. For Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So even his preaching, it was because the Spirit of God had come. He had heard that God was saying, preach to the poor. Because he could have preached to the rich. God preached the rich. He said, no, the Spirit of God says, I should preach to the poor. And had sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He could have gone to the married people. And those who are happy in their honeymoons. <laughs> I thought about it. Heal the brokenhearted, preach the deliverance to the captives, and recovering of the sight to the blind. And set at liberty them that are bruised. Yeah. Everything. Everything. This is what verse 18. If you go up a little bit, I think verse 16 or verse 14. It says that, and he came in the power of the spirits. And his fame spread abroad. Like even the even for people to know him and his name to go far abroad. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit in the Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the city around him, abroad. Even for his ministry to grow, for his church to expand, for people to get to know about his church and get to know him and draw near to him and all of that, it took the power of the Holy Spirit to be with him. And the voice of God. How did he choose to go to Galilee? Why not Jerusalem or Bethlehem? Or Samaria? (laughs) Hallelujah. So, I want us to just very quickly look at um, what we call the inner witness. The inner witness. The inner witness. Everyone say inner witness. Now, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to your spirit, that is what is called the inner witness. Okay? It's, it's, it's a witness. It's, it's, you, know, you remember the scripture in, in Proverbs 20 says that it searches into the inward part of the belly. So sometimes you, God can, you, can have a, you can have a feeling or a, a thought. Not even a thought. A thought is, your, is with your mind. But there's something that you can't actually explain. It's like inside. You just knew it. Inside of you. Deep inside of you. You knew that this is what you should do. Or this is where you should go. And it was not just a thought. not just a thought but it's it's a knowing that's what we call the inner witness when the spirit of God is speaking to your spirit directly you may not even need to hear a voice it's not an audible voice it's an inside knowing it's called the inner witness inner witness everyone say inner witness 
Has anyone here felt like that before? That you, 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 you didn't hear a voice speaking, but you knew that God had said something. Yeah. Maybe you had two jobs and you had to pick one. Or you had two women and you had to choose one. <laughs> oh, why? You people, you, you only one, you, you've only had one. You've not had the experience of having two and making a choice. Oh, it's, a, it's good to have options. Yeah. Or should I say, I should switch it, eh? Dorothy, I should switch it to having two brothers and having to choose one. That's probably better. Okay. Sorry? That's better. Ah. Okay. So you need a certain feeling or knowing. Not a feeling. Not a feeling. A knowing. Something inside of you which confirms that this is what I should do. See, many times we are looking for voices. We are looking to hear uh, something. Some, some voice. Some voice. We want to hear a voice. If we don't hear a voice, it's like God hasn't spoken. That's why prophets have become very popular. Because the prophet comes with a mind. He said, I, I heard from the... That said the Lord. Then everybody's shaking. Everybody's shaking. You see, but the inner witness is not necessarily a voice. An audible voice. No. It is not a feeling. Like when you, when you, when you have some goosebumps, then it means that ah, Spirit of the Lord is here. Spirit of the Lord is here. It's moving in the atmosphere. Spirit of the Lord is here. Shabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabal
that's called a fleece. And if you follow a fleece, you are going to deceive yourself and deceive everybody around you. You just make a, you make a big mistake. Big mistake. Yeah, that's not how God speaks. You can't box God into um, a corner and say that, Lord, if this happens, then this. If this doesn't happen, this. that's what Gideon did. Yeah, that's what they... I, wait, let's see. Let me see if I can show you that. Um, I think it's in Judges. Let me see if I can... We'll just read it quickly and then we'll go on. We're almost done. But I want you to understand that that is not how God speaks to us. See, God doesn't... You can't fleece God. You know? Hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say amen. Yeah. I, believe, I think it's Judges chapter 6. Chapter 6 and verse 36. <clears throat> Judges chapter 6, verse 36. Look at, look at this guy called Gideon. Are you there? And so it was. 36. 36. 6, 36. And Gideon said unto God, If thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said, go on. 7, 37. Behold, I will put a fleece of wool in the door, in the, in the what? In the floor. And if the dew be on the fleece only, and it dry, and it be dry upon all the earth beside, then shall I know that thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said. Gideon, mighty man. Remember, we call him mighty man of valor. Gideon, God has come to you. He has called you. He said, I want you to lead my people into battle. Huh? God has come to you clearly and has told you, I want, to lead, I want you to lead my people into battle. Fight against these people and you will win. Then he says that, Lord, I will take a fleece. Give me your... your... Yep. It's expensive. Okay. He said that, Lord, I'm going to put a fleece outside can I put it on the floor? <laughs> okay, I'll put it here. The look, the look she gave me, I realized that, you know what? I better put it here for my own security. He said that, Lord, I'm going to go outside and take wool like this and put it out there. Overnight, by morning, this thing should be wet. And everywhere around should be dry. If it doesn't happen, then it means that you haven't spoken to me. Isn't that how we behave? Say, look, then shall I know that thou will save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said. Keep going. Verse 38. And it was so, for he rose up early in the morrow and thrust the fleece together. And wring the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. So he just took the fleece, wringed it like that. That's what he did. 
not squeeze. You have been saying squeeze. Where this ring. And then a bowl full of water came out of the fleece. Next verse. <clears throat> and Gideon said unto God, Let not thy anger be hot against me. Where are you going with this? And I will speak but this once. Let me prove, I pray thee, but this once with the fleece. Are you, are you getting what he's doing? You ask God that put, make sure that the fleece is wet by morning time. That's how I'll know that you have called me and you have asked me to go and fight. Is it night or wherever he was supposed to go and fight? Then you wake up and it's not just wet. A whole bucket full of water has come out of that one fleece. It wasn't enough. That is the problem with fleecing, trying to fleece God. Because you will keep asking and asking and asking. You will always be doubting for and looking for signs. Anytime you want, you want God to speak, you say, God, how about this? Let's do it this way. Today, let him kiss my right. Tomorrow, let him kiss my left. Lord, okay, if he kisses my forehead, next time it will be, Lord, let him kiss my chest. For, him to, for me to know. Yeah, because I want to know. I want <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look. They, God has put, made the thing wet. That was exactly what he asked for. He said, Lord, let this thing be wet by morning. And it was wet. Then he comes to God and he says that, Oh, Lord, don't be angry with me. But let me just ask this thing one time. Just one more time. I pray thee. But this once with the fleece, let it now be dry. Only upon the fleece and around the ground, let there be dew. Look at this man. He's changed the whole thing. Now he says that let the thing be dry and let the thing be wet. Let the ground around it be wet. Verse 40. And God did so that night, for it was dry upon the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. You see, ladies and gentlemen, if you are waiting for God to show you or to speak to you or to lead you by signs, only by signs, you are going to miss out on the voice of God. The primary way by which God speaks to us or leads us is through the inner witness. Through the inner witness. When your spirit communicates with God's spirit. The Bible says that God is a spirit. Or God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Not by signs. Not by goosebumps. So if you are here today and you are trusting God for the voice of God and you want to hear and you want the leadership of God's voice and you want him to be able to speak to you, you must be ready to accept that communication. God's spirit, your spirit. Communication. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching the inward parts of the belly. So your belly, you, you must have a knowing, a feeling 
I don't want to use the word feeling because it gives a physical connotation. It, it's, it's something inside of you that you must, you must have that confirms it. Hallelujah. So the inner witness, just three, a few characteristics of the inner witness. Number one, <clears throat> the inner witness is different from your reasoning thoughts. The inner witness, the way by which you hear God's voice, is different from your thoughts. Because your thoughts are easily influenced by your, your surroundings. That is why the Bible told us, it says that let the mind of God be in you, not your own mind. Because when you are being led by your mind, you and I know that there are a lot of pitfalls and, and uh, uh, potholes that will fall into. So, if you want to identify or recognize the, the inner witness, the first thing you must know is that it is not a thought. It is not something that comes through reasoning. Yeah, because there are many things that God can lead you to do that will not make sense. It will not make sense. But if you are really being led by God, you must accept and believe, have faith, and know that God is leading me. That is why you need the Spirit of God in you. So reasoning thoughts are not the same as the inner witness. They are different. Number two, the inner witness is not a physical feeling. It is not goosebumps. It is not something that you, you, you can feel. It's not something that you can actually hear, like a voice that you hear. Um, what do you call it? Um, Dimitri, my daughter. Dimitri, my daughter. Dimitri, my daughter. Yeah. I'll better my son. I'll better my son. I'll better my son. If that's what you are looking for, it's not, that is not it. Inner witness is different from physical feeling or audible voices. They are different. You know, sometimes you can hear a voice. It's not the same as um, um, the inner witness. The inner witness can be so real and can be so certain that it feels as though someone just spoke to you. You, you, you feel that somebody was standing there and speaking. But nobody was there. It's actually, you know, there's something that is, you know, you know, you have a strong feeling. I don't want to use the word feeling. You have a strong knowing inside of you. It's so, it's so clear that you actually feel that someone just spoke and you heard. And you look around and there's nobody there. Number three, the inner witness is best identified by eliminating other voices. Hallelujah. Eliminating other voices. You know, the Bible teaches us that there are many voices. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices, but none without signification. Meaning that there are so, in this world, there are so many voices that you can hear. You can hear the voice of your spouse, 
you can hear the voice of your beloved, you can hear the voice of your mother, parents, you can hear the voice of your siblings, the voice of circumstances around you, the voice of your manager, the voice of your, 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 your family, your background, all kinds of things. So many kinds of voices. And each of the voice has a different significance in your life. The way to identify the voice of God is to eliminate so many voices. If you have too many voices speaking to you at the same time, you cannot hear it. If you enter a room and I am in the room, let's say you and I, just the two of us, we, are in, we come into this room and I speak, you will hear. Without the microphone, you will hear. Clearly, true or false? True. However, if there are hundred other people in the room and all these people are also speaking at the same time that I am speaking, you will not hear my voice. You will not. So if you want to hear my voice, you have to find a way of shutting out all those other voices to the point where you can actually recognize that this is the, this is the voice of, of the pastor. That's how God is. Though God's voice is. You, are, you have a better chance of hearing the inner witness if other voices in your life are shut down. The voice of the flesh shut down. You see, that's why a lot of people say that when they fast and pray, they actually hear the voice of God. It's like God spoke to me during the period of fasting, 21-day fasting. God, it was not that God was only speaking during the fasting period. It's just that you, you had sacrificed your flesh to the point where you, your mind and your antennas were sensitive to the voice of God. But he had always been speaking. Always been speaking. Hallelujah. Number four, the inner witness is an impression of peace. An impression of what? It is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, reasoning, logic, and physical things. One of the things that you would learn, or you should learn about the voice of God, is that if you don't have peace about something or about a situation, you have to take a back step. That is one way that God speaks. That's one way to identify the inner witness. There's a certain inner turbulence about, about something or a decision that you have to make. And you are not comfortable. That is a sign that the inner witness is trying to give you. It's a sign that the inner witness is giving you. It's like a, a flashlight. It's just flashing. Like, flashing like that. Because there's no peace. You... You get to a point where when you make a decision, say, I have peace. I feel peaceful about this. That, 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 that tells you that the Holy Spirit has spoken. I have peace. It's a peace. I don't have any agitation in my spirit about this. Yeah. So you want to hear the voice of God? Learn to recognize peace. Peace in your spirit. Yeah. Peace. Calmness. 
no, no fighting, no agitation. Yeah. Don't be looking for fire and brimstone. That you have to wait till the prophet is in town. If the prophet hasn't come to town and doesn't speak, you, you have to put everything on hold. That is not God's primary way of speaking. Yeah, the Bible says that despise not prophesies. Yeah, don't, when there's a prophecy, don't despise it. If a prophet comes and he's prophesying, don't despise it. Yes, but it doesn't mean that that is the only way that God can speak to you. Otherwise, then what is the use of the, of the Holy Spirit? Then the God might as well give the Holy Spirit only to prophets so that the prophets will come and speak the mind of God to us. Or God, Jesus would have had to go and consult a, a prophet any time he needed to do something. But no. No. Then let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Number five. <clears throat> the inner witness is a strong conviction. A strong conviction. A strong conviction it's not easy to explain when you are convicted about something it's not all you can't always explain why you 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 are making this decision i just don't know i just don't know why you know this is just this is je ne sais quoi pas is that je ne sais quoi pas je ne pas sais quoi je ne what are you sure where do you learn your french Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. It means I don't really, I can't really explain it. I don't really understand it. Is there something about it that I can't? That, that is the conviction that we are talking about. You make a decision, and your decision, there is a je ne sais quoi about the decision. It's a conviction about the decision. It's like, yeah, this is what I, I, I am doing. You are convicted. You say, give seven reasons. You cannot give even one. You just know that I just have a strong feeling that God is leading me in this direction. Yeah. And you see, as a Christian, you must be ready for such things. Yeah. I accept it. Believe God that there are, set, there are certain things that you can't explain. You can't explain everything. Like faith. You can't explain everything. Yeah. If you want an explanation to everything, you, 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 you are not a believer. A believer is someone who has faith and believes in things. What was the definition of faith two weeks ago? What were we talking about? Faith. Faith is what? Evidence of things. Who is on the screen? Yeah. Evidence of things not seen. So that's number five. Number six, the inner witness is repetitive. So I'm giving you all these things, seven things. This is number six. I'm giving you these things so that you understand when the Spirit of God is speaking, the voice of God. It makes to, to just to help us to understand that this is how God speaks. Okay? It is repetitive. Repetitive. Remember Galatians chapter 4, 6. It says that 
the spirit is it, we cry abba father it's like a continuous crying continuous if there's something that is always there he has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts crying the spirit is always crying abba father abba father it's repetitive so you are trying to make a decision you go this way and then you come right back to this repetitive repetitive like you want to go here but you keep hearing you keep feeling you, there's something repeated that tells you do this you want to take a step but you are not sure but any time and every time you it, even when you pray for one minute it's as if that is the one thing that always comes to your mind spirit of god the voice of god the inner witness it's repetitive you keep hearing it you keep hearing it you keep hearing it he will keep speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking till you make the decision that is why it's easy to have peace because you've heard the thing over and over and over and over again you felt the thing you you've you had that inner conviction over and over and over and over so when you decide that you're going to do this there's no there's no turbulence number seven number seven the inner witness is an inexplicable knowing oh you can't explain it you just know it i just don't know why but I, 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 but I like her. I just don't know what, what, what it is. Je ne sais quoi. Isn't it? Who are the French speakers? There are no French. Dorothy, can't you speak French? No? Je ne sais pas quoi. You see, he's deceiving us. Eh? He can't speak French. There's no power. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. I just don't know why. I just don't know how. No, it's, a, it's an English expression. It's a French expression, actually. It's French, but it's used in English. You don't translate it when you are using it in English. You use it like that. Yeah, that's how it's, it's like. Oh. There's a, a je ne sais quoi about the way he plays football. Like, uh, what's his name? Messi. You can say, oh, Messi. Messi plays with a certain je ne sais quoi. That, that's, that's English. It's, it's correct. You see? So, Derek, you can say to her that, you know, when she wants you to explain, like, why is it? What, what about me do you like? Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yeah, Dimitri, you can't just tell her that. Je ne sais quoi. Full stop. That's it. She should go and you, you need to find Google for her. She, by the time she comes back, you are gone. Yeah. So, the inner witness is an inexplicable knowing. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that if you are waiting for God to rain down fire before you can make a decision, or you are looking out for fleeces, 
and trying to tell God, do this and I'll do this. Go do this and I'll do this. Do the tit for tat. You do this, I say this. You say this, I do this. You will be deceived. You will make mistakes, multiple mistakes. You will be at the same place for a very long time. But you must believe God that this is the way he wants to speak to you. So let's go over the seven things. Seven characteristics of the inner witness. Number one. Number one. Did you make notes? Okay, number one. The inner witness is different from reasoning thoughts. Number two. The inner witness is not a physical feeling. Let's say it together. Number two. One more time. Number three. The inner witness is best identified by eliminating other voices. Again, the inner witness is best identified by eliminating other voices. Number four, the inner witness is an impression of peace. You didn't write it, write it. The inner witness is an impression of peace. Number five, the inner witness is a what? Strong conviction. Number six, the inner witness is repetitive. It's repeated all the time. And number seven, the inner witness is an inexplicable knowing. Inexplicable knowing. It says, je ne sais quoi. Inexplicable knowing. Hallelujah! Have you learned something about the Holy Spirit today? Now, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, would you recognize the voice? Yes. You should. Don't look out for goosebumps. It's, it's already cold. Yeah, it's cold. That's why you are feeling the way you are feeling. It is the Spirit of God communicating with our spirit. He said he sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts. Whereby he cried, Abba, Father. Remember that. 8.14, Romans. They that are led by... How many of you want to be children of God? Do you believe that you are a child of God? Lift up your hand. If you believe that you are a child of God, lift it up. High. Two hands. Two. 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 Great. Great. Now, if you are going to be a child of God, you must be led. You must. It's a must. You must be led by the voice of God. You must. Lift up your hand and say, stand to your feet. Lift up your hand and say, I am a child of God. Say it one more time. Please, bring it back. Say, I am a child of God. Say it confidently. Say, I am a child of God. I am led by the Spirit of God. Say it again. Say, I am led by the Spirit of God. I am a child of God. I am led by the Spirit of God. Amen. I think it's a great blessing. Wow. That we can be led by the Spirit of God. Are you excited by that? 
that God is leading you. The Spirit of God is leading you. Lift up your hands and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, we give you praise for teaching us and helping us to understand what it means to be led by your Spirit. We thank you for helping us to understand that the spirit of, the ma of man is a candle of the Lord searching in the inward parts of the belly. Father, may we recognize your spirit for your word says that you have given the spirit of the Son into our hearts. Whereby
dedicate ourselves to you. For some of us, we rededicate our lives to you. We accept your son, Jesus Christ. Oh, say it with some conviction and with some confidence. We accept your son, Jesus Christ.
for your body that was broken down for me. for listening to this message we pray that your life has been transformed by the power of the word of god if you would like us to pray with you or would like to worship with us please contact us at the Kodesh family church university city philadelphia or call 267-809-5530 thank you and god richly bless you